Hello and welcome to Lady Time, a podcast for those of us navigating midlife and where we bring you a mix of shared stories, experiences and the odd solo cast. I'm your host, Jill McGregor, and today I'm actually going to do my very first solo cast. Well, it's not technically my first because when I introduced Lady Time at the very beginning, I did a little short solo cast then, and it was nerve wracking at the time. And this is a little bit as well because I don't have a guest uh, to be able to ask questions who's going to answer all the questions and keep the conversation going uh, where I drive it along a little bit. So a solo cast is very different. I have to continually um, voice my own opinion and uh, that's not always that easy. But anyway, I'm going to give it a, a lash as they say here in Ireland. And what I wanted to talk about is my own personal health journey because I quite often get asked um, about what, you know, how come you're in such good health and, you know, what have you done along the way? Because I'm 59, I just turned 59 last week and uh, I suppose it's a good age now. I kind of am a bit scared of the idea of uh, being 60 next year. It just sounds so much older than 50 and I thought 50 was getting old but you know I don't actually feel in any way that I'm nearly 60 um, at all Uh, in fact I I feel like I'm really only in my 30s so um, anyway uh, I just thought that I would go back down old memory lane and um, tell you what I did along the way. Now, I need to go back to 1987 when I was 24. And (laughs) I started uh, my very first sort of uh, learning about healing at that stage. And I found the course in a very strange way. I didn't go looking for it. I wasn't thinking about doing any kind of course in healing work. And uh, I went along to a psychic because I love going to psychics in those days. And I was living in London at the time. And I went along to this lady and she said, oh, you should be a nurse. And I thought, no, I don't cannot stand the sight of blood. And I definitely do not want to be a nurse. And uh, she said, well, you really should be some kind of uh, uh, doing some kind of healing um, because the one of the tarot cards was the card of the I don't know. It looked like a hermit to me on the card, but um, a kind of hermit or someone showing the way um, with a lighted lantern. And uh, anyway, she took this as me uh, needing to become a healer or someone who was guiding people along the way. Now, I was so young, I was only 24 and I didn't even really know what healing was or any of that. But she then gave me the address of um, this organization, the center, should I say, uh, and it was called the Gerda Boyesen 
uh, oh gosh, oh, so long ago, I've almost forgotten the name of it, the Gerda Boyson Center. Anyway, she did, uh, or she trained people in biodynamic massage and psychotherapy. And there I am, haven't got a clue what this is about, but I look it up. And in those days, it wasn't the internet. I had to phone them up, I think, and maybe get a brochure sent out and whatnot all and actually go over there and, uh, you know, just see what it was about and talk to them. It was over in Ealing in West London. And I did all that and just I got this strong feeling. It was the first time I think I ever remember getting and I get it often in my life when something is exactly the right thing to do. But this is the first time I really remember getting this feeling and it was just just go and do it. There was no questions really you know, as to whether I would do it. All I had to do was figure out how I was going to pay for it. But that all worked out because uh, I could pay for it monthly. And anyway, lo and behold, I stepped into the world of learning all about, you know, emotions, um, about the body, how they're stored in the body and how to work with them. And I did that course for two years. I just, just decided to do the, the actual body work side of it. I didn't really want to become a psychotherapist, um, but I loved the course. I just, oh my God, I took to it like a duck takes to water and uh, loved every minute of the course. It was really something else. But within that course, we all had to take um, have our own uh, therapy classes with the students above us and we also had to work in a clinic with the um, public as well and as a part of the course in order to um, legally touch the public at the time and it probably is a bit like that today I don't know this is so long ago I we all had to take a massage course, a Swedish massage course, which actually in the end is what I did more of than I did the biodynamic. But in any case, I did that as well. Brilliant course. Um, came back. Uh, I was in London then and I've been living there four years by the time I finished the course. And then I came back to live in Galway again. And that was in 89. But that began my journey into health and healing on different levels. I learned a great deal about myself, um, uh, this, the, the psychotherapeutic side of the course was really fascinating, but so was the physical side of it. You know, I, I really learned a lot um, about, I suppose, looking back into childhood and stuff like that. And I came home and I started to practice. Now I did practice that for maybe a couple of years, but I really took up the massage after that. And I carried on. So I was 26 by the time I came back to live in Ireland again. And at this stage, I was really getting into all sorts of other things. Loved massage, loved going, you know, to drumming circles and I was sharing a house with my friend Nikki, who's little girl, who's now a big girl, a big growing up woman at this stage, but she was only a little girl at that stage. And uh, I shared uh, their home with them for, I think, about three years. 
and uh, my friend was really into cooking and I was really into cleaning and I was not into cooking. So we had this uh, really good <laughs> deal going on where she did a lot of the cooking and I did uh, a lot of the cleaning and, uh, and all of that. But she is an, and still is a very excellent cook and her mother uh, did a lot. Uh, she was one of the very early people teaching nutrition and kinesiology and various different things. So I, I kind of ended up in the whole world of healing and learning how to eat well and cook a bit better than I, I, I did, although it was a couple of years more after that that I actually really had to start cooking for myself. But I learned a great deal about food with my friend and through her mother as well. And I also began to learn about diet as well. Um, but be, uh, but a, a, a while, um, I was 29, I moved out from there when I was 29. And I actually, no, sorry, before I moved out of there, I actually began to get sick. I didn't know what it was. I never find out what it was, but what I got was a bad chest infection and it was around St. Patrick's Day as well. I think this was in 92, St. Patrick's Day, and I had quite a bad chesty cough and I had a strep throat and it seemed to clear up and I thought no more of it. Um, but a few weeks after that, I just was losing my energy. And I mean really using my, losing my energy. I was someone who was very energetic. I still am, not as much as then, um, but very energetic. I uh, could keep going for hours and um, I walk and still walk very fast, but I was like a speed walker. I didn't try to, to walk fast. I just did walk fast. In fact, right up until I was about 30, I ran everywhere from childhood all the way. I just ran. It wasn't, I wasn't in a hurry. I would just run everywhere. <laughs> people, I kind of got embarrassed after a while because people would say, are you in a hurry? <laughs> so I said, no, no, I, I just run. I don't really walk anywhere. I just run. So really, I was doing that from childhood to the late 20s, early 30s. Um, so I was quite fit as well. And these are all the different aspects of myself looking back that I realized, oh, they built a lot of sort of physical fitness into me, into, you know, my life. But I got sick and that was in March. And I was, I'd already begun to work with a theater company uh, called Machnus at this stage. And I was doing my first performance and we're doing lots of, um, rehearsals and all the rest of it. I was still keeping up the massage as well. Um, but after, uh, during that whole summer, I was just getting weaker and weaker. I don't even know how I managed to perform, especially when it was my first like major shows to perform and, and it was very physical theatre. But I just, I was losing my energy and that whole summer, I don't know how I got through it. And I moved out from my friend as well that summer. And I was moving around a lot until I got the, you know, a, a nice place that I lived in for about six years after that. Um, 
But this was a major turnaround for me in terms of really uh, physical health, in terms of diet, how I would eat and how I looked after myself. Because remember, for the three years before that, my friend was doing all the cooking <laughs> and I was hardly doing any. And uh, anyway, I went to the doctor. The doctor, I think he thought I was a hypochondriac in the end because he did every test. He could not find anything wrong with me. And I, there really was something wrong with me. I just, I think what I had in the end was glandular fever. And I, I don't know, but that's the only conclusion I could draw at the time. And um, I mean, we were even doing tests at that stage, HIV was a big deal. And well, it still is, um, but at that time it was the disease that everyone was terrified to catch. So um, even all did all the tests for that, nothing, you know, it was all clear or whatever. Um, but I, a very, another very good friend of mine, Lara is her name. She um, she really helped me out. Lara had been living a lot in LA, coming back and forth between LA and Ireland. And she had gotten into the real, you know, the super duper Californian health sort of way of living. And she still is vegetarian as far as I know. Another amazing cook. So as was my other friend. Um, Lara was a chef as well. And uh, she literally, she saw how unwell I was. And uh, she lit, I mean, she literally took me by the hand and took me along to a homeopath at the time. But she also um, said, I want, you know, she wanted to do some healing work on me. She did some massage and she just literally took me aside did so much work with me. She did uh, sessions, I think once or twice a week. She was so good and so kind to me. I'll never ever forget this for as long as I live. And she put me really fairly and squarely on the path of um, good diet, uh, really taking care of myself and also uh, detoxing and cleansing, which I had you know, I, I think I had maybe done uh, a 10-day raw energy sort of stint with a really good friend of mine, Petal, who I've interviewed on this uh, podcast before in the earlier podcasts. And uh, we did this just for the crack one time. And actually, it was quite good, but we were eating lots of raw food, you know, whatever. But we love doing that. But anyway, back to this, um, Lara, um, the, one of the first questions she asked me was, and I'd never been asked this before, was how often do your bowels move? And I sat back and thought, mm -hmm, I'd say maybe once every three days. <laughs> she was horrified, absolutely horrified when I gave her that answer. And I had no clue. I didn't know. I didn't know there was anything wrong with that. Never, never gave it any, any thought ever. And uh, so <laughs> Lara Julie um, taught me how to do enemas, coffee enemas. And <laughs> I don't want to go into too much uh, 
information here for anyone before I gross you out or anything. But anyway, the first one is not easy. If you've ever done an enema, definitely not easy. Um, quite hard to hold the, the water and the coffee in and all of that. Um, but we got we got through it. And I tell you, that's a sign of a really good friend. <laughs> if they can help you uh, do an enema but uh, I did learn to do them and she taught me how bad it is if your bowels aren't moving often enough and uh, to this day my bowels just move once a day some people will go three times a day but it's it's just not me and uh, to be honest with you uh, in time to come after that I was very very happy uh, that they did actually move uh, once a day even and I had to work really really hard at that I had to find the foods that really suited me as well now although I'm not a strict vegetarian a vegetarian diet suits me I don't know if there's anything really in the um, eat for your type blood groups but certainly with me, I'm an A, uh, a blood group and that apparently a vegetarian diet suits that most. So it certainly works for me. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I can't eat too much wheat. I cannot overdo it. I can eat wheat. I'm not allergic to it, but I can't overdo it. And I can't overdo the gluten, but I'm not a celiac. But but. I can tell you all this now, but from that time in 92, it was really around August that Lara was doing all this and teaching me how to eat better, teaching me how to cook foods that would suit me. Now, it wasn't just overnight, I have to say. It was a good two years. So for anyone that ever thinks about changing their diet, do not beat yourself up about um oh i'm not doing it right and it's like three weeks in or whatever it took me two years to really fully find the best foods that suited my constitution and my body and where my bowels would move um, it may even have taken me more than that over the long term to really get the best um, foods for me to eat but it certainly took me two years to get my head around that um, really to learn how to cook as well um, differently um, Lara and my other friend Nikki actually who I had shared a house with they both did teach me how to cook they both cooked in different ways um, and Nikki wasn't vegetarian either um, but they both are amazing cooks and they taught me how to make food tasty. And uh, I mean, it took me a long time to pluck up the courage to be able to, you know, cook for other people. But I was very determined to become a good cook. And I am a good cook. I, 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 I cook always from the recipe books. I have to say I'm not one of these people that can just throw dinners together but I can make tasty food. I had to, because at that time, I love food. I've always loved food. I love eating. One of my favorite things is to eat, actually, that and to sleep, but uh, I and to talk and to, you know, sit around a dinner table with friends, whether I'm cooking or they're cooking, but I, I really get a lot of pleasure in uh, eating and cooking uh, for friends. 
Um, but it really took me a good two or three years to get the food down and, um, and to really learn how to cook and to be a really good cook as well. Um, that, uh, that got me onto a really good, um, what would I say, a good, a good, it was a good path. I was going to say a plateau, but a good path. Uh, and that, that has stayed with me ever since then. I have remained uh, someone that eats well. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't uh, have the odd Supermax veggie burger or, you know, I stuff my face with, you know, sandwiches every now and again. But one of the things that I could never do, ever do, was go more than two days without a dinner. I, I absolutely have to have my dinner. Then the other thing that Lara uh, really got me to do was to supplement. She said, uh, you know, really, you could spend a lot of money going out and partying as I was at the time and buying clothes and all of that. She said, but really, your wealth is your your health is your wealth. And to this day, that is it is something that I hold to absolutely your health is your wealth if you don't have that you really you don't have a quality of life and uh, it isn't that I haven't been sick every now and again but uh, really if I'm sick it's usually just a flu or a cold and that's the only sickness that I've really had ever since since then and that's going back to 92 and we're now you know, how many years later, that's a good 30 years um, ago, and that has continued. Um, she taught me a lot about doing detoxes and cleanses and how important that is as well. I, um, I took that up and pretty much from around then, maybe not absolutely every single year, but certainly for a good 20 years, every year I would do some form of a detox. And I think I'll do a little separate solo cast on that because there's a lot in detoxing and it would need a little bit of time to actually go into it um, because there's different ways to do it. There's different ways to do cleanses. And I've done a lot of those over the year, over the years. and they are something that you need to be psyched up for. I will, certainly I do. I can't just rock into a cleanse. I really need to get myself geared up for it uh, psychologically um, because it does take a lot of discipline. And I never think I have much discipline, but my friends often say to me how disciplined I am. Um, but I, I, I am disciplined around that, but uh, there's other things I'm not too disciplined in, like my time management, for, for example. But then as the years went on, there were other areas of health that I realized that were just not just physical. I mean, you can, you can, uh, you know, eat the best organic food, do all of this, that or the other. But if your um, your inner life or your emotional life isn't um, 
you know, it's obviously our lives are never perfect. There's, there, there's no such thing as perfect. Um, but if you have an unhealthy, I suppose, relationship, maybe with your past or even with yourself or even with certain, you know, with a partner or relationships, that will certainly impact your physical health. And uh, although I'm not in a relationship now and not in a long time, you know, I had, I've had two or three long relationships and thankfully I'm still good friends uh, with, with my exes. Um, but, you know, we, we went through a lot together as well during all the times that I was in relationships and then even just on my, my own. And of course, we all know relationships are not easy. And I decided, you know, when I realized that there was things from my childhood, um, as we all have stuff from our childhood, I, I decided, you know, to have various different bouts, bouts, is that the right word? Stints, should I say, of actual psychotherapy at different times or counseling, which I, I mean, I love that. I love exploring. I love exploring on every level. I love exploring, you know, the right things to eat. I love exploring my inner world. I love exploring my mind. Um, I love physically exploring the world um, and all of that. But I really do like to explore my own inner world. Um, it's I don't I don't know why I have always liked to do that. I mean that began when I did the Gerda Boyson course, because you know when you do courses like that. You spend uh, usually it's weekend still run like I think I still run like that once a month and you get together with your your group or whatever and there's a lot of group therapy in that and then there was our individual therapy um, so from that young age of early 20s um, and now I'm jumping forward into my early 30s when I had been through you know all of that with Lara in terms of you know physical health and food um, I got back into you know the emotional side of things and the mental side as well and of course I've always enjoyed um, the spiritual aspect it, it always came naturally to me even as a young child and maybe I don't know is it because I'm half Indian that you know you, you look at your genetics I did yoga naturally when I was a kid. I didn't know I was doing yoga, but they used to laugh at the way I would sit on the chair or where I'd lie down on the floor. Or I used to just do the child pose, which is, you know, you, you're down on your knees and you have your head forehead on the floor. And I just used to lie like that when I was a kid. And um, so, you know, so the spiritual aspect for my life was important as well and you know even now like there's so much that, I mean I I still like question everything you know is there a god reincarnation all of the rest of it you know and even with the last two years during the pandemic even my inner spiritual side of things has changed as well but what I came to realize in my 30s maybe going into the 40s uh, no actually it was more the 30s 
how important every aspect every aspect of our lives is with the physical uh, the emotional the mental and the spiritual and it wasn't until maybe hindsight when i look back having you know just did a lot of those different things and, and ventured into them and went and explored all of that that i realized oh god everything needs needs attention in some way and i wouldn't be doing all four aspects all of the time i would be doing one one at a time you know and it just worked out that way but um it it's a journey i love it's a never-ending journey and i knew even in my 20s this once you kind of take that well i'm speaking for myself once you take that journey and i made that very conscious decision that I wanted to find peace no matter what. Now that's changed a little bit because it may it may not necessarily be peace, it may be equilibrium, you know, in whatever state I'm in um, or whatever I'm going through. Um, I've found, how would I put it? What's been built up over the years is resilience, really, uh, a sort of inner resilience and a stamina. And I'm making myself sound like I'm amazing here, but I'm not really. It, it's just, it's just, you know, there is resilience there in me. And yes, over 30 odd years, 35 years. I have learned uh, what works for me. I know what works for my body. I know what works for my mind and my emotions. And uh, the spiritual side of it is still, is still a journey. And that's changed really quite a lot in the last few years. It'd be hard to explain it really. Um, but it's a continuing journey as well. And I think to the day I die, I will never stop exploring um, curiosity. They say curiosity killed a cat, but I do not agree with that at all. Curiosity has kept, at least for me, has kept my life interesting. Um, and it's helped me through. And I like being able to rely on myself, but I also love nowadays, I can actually reach out for help I'll ask a friend if I need help for something. And, you know, that was a learning as well that, you know, when none of us are an island and I, I used to sort of feel like I was an island and um, really, 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 we are not islands. Um, if anything, in the last two years, um, for me, it, it's made me realize how even more important it is um, to be really connected to people, to connect it to your friends and your family. I, I love, I've always loved my friendships. I've, I value them so much. Um, I really value my family. And of course, you know, families can be uh, harder sometimes to deal with. They can be a bit harsher with you and, you know, all of us in the family. Um, but I absolutely love my family now. And this is 
well, I always loved them, but I, you know, our relationships have improved. Uh, you know, it's it's just been a fascinating journey. I love life. And I have to tell you, I didn't always love life. I quite often in my earlier years in the 20s and somewhat in the 30s, um, I was often depressed. It was as a really good friend of mine who's a psychotherapist. She's, she told me, she was the one that pointed out to me, oh, you know, it's low grade. Um, what is it? Low grade depression. I can't remember the word for it now. And uh, she helped me a lot um, to come out of that. And she knew that I wasn't into taking any kind of uh, medical drugs. So, you know, I worked my way through that again back to the diet diet was amazing for that supplements were amazing for that um i went to a 12-step group called i can't remember what it was called um but that really helped me as well at the time and i don't actually suffer from depression anymore that's quite a lot of years going back to i think the late 90s was the last time um been through ups and downs, but, you know, nothing that I wasn't able to work my way through. So I'm kind of jumping around a lot. I was trying to, I made a load of notes here to like try and do this in sequence, but actually it doesn't work out in sequence because, you know, everything is just so in interconnected. You know, it was part, as I was saying, physical. Sometimes it was an emotional journey. Other times it was the spiritual journey. And other times it was really a mental journey. And all different things that helped me along the way and people who helped me along the way. And uh, another thing that Lara took me, literally took me by the hand because I wasn't very well to back in when I was sick that time in my late 20s was to a homeopath and uh, I, I really love homeopathy and you think how can this little pill with barely anything in it actually work but it has been proven to me from the last 30 years that it absolutely works it's incredible it's it's just to me, it, it, it was like a massive gift to the world, uh, the discovery of homeopathy. Um, it's another fascinating journey. And homeopathy actually helped me to get my bowels corrected as well at the time. But it's helped me in so, so many other ways. Um, I've, I really, and I've continued that. I continue my journey with my homeopath. Um, down the years the initial homeopath was a different person and uh, and actually I interviewed my homeopath on the podcast as well it's Anne Irwin and I've been with Anne for many many years and uh, oh my god I could talk for hours on this journey but I think I'll leave it at that and I hope I didn't waffle too much on my first podcast. And um, just to say that I'm not a nutritionist and I'm not a practitioner. 
um, everything I'm sharing with you is just my own personal journey. Um, so do, you know, do look things up. And if anything I have um, mentioned uh, inspires you, just, you know, this is so easy now to look everything up on the internet. Um, and uh, you can always email me as well anyway, or contact me. You can private message me on Facebook or you can just leave comments on Lady Time Facebook page as well if there's, any, or if there's anything you want me to go into in more detail. But I think I will do another podcast uh, or solo cast, should I say, on, um, on how I detox and my journey through that as well. Because, you know, I treat my body like it's a car. It's a, bi it's a biological um, sort of machine as such and it needs to clean out once a year as well and uh, yeah I've really enjoyed talking about this and uh, I'll leave it at that for the moment and I hope you enjoyed it thank you for listening tune in to the next episode coming up soon and if you like it please share it on your Facebook or with your friends or your social media and talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.